0: Send us a voice note at speakpipe.com slash hormonal, and we'll get it answered on the show. You are listening
1: to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media.
2: We are back. We're back. Ooh. What were
1: you going to say? You looked excited. I just
2: thought of a good guest. Oh, so, yeah. we're talking anyway. about
1: future guests. If anybody has suggestions.
2: Yeah. Let's yeah, like, soon. let's hear, let's hear from Who you. Who do you want to hear Who from? Want to us? to talk to? Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea.
1: Uh, yeah. So we had a little break after Unbound. We, we had our unbound show that it was just me recording a sad little recording in the parking lot. It was fun. Of I to it.
2: <laughs> you did a very good job.
1: I was so tired. I think I said the same thing three times on that. Recording. I noticed
2: that you kept, I noticed how you like intro it all. Like each one of them that was like, it was kind of cute though. I was like, Oh,
1: <laughs> live. Like I was live. doing those live, except for Sophia, because she was, she was like, you have to walk with me if you want to an interview. And that was so fast that I didn't even say her name. Oh, that's I got hilarious. flustered. But I was like, "Well, I'm gonna walk with her.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna walk. I can do it."
1: <laughs> so, um, and that was like the end of like ten interviews for her. So she got mauled. She did get mauled. It was fun to watch
2: that from the sidelines.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you recovered?
2: I um I do think, you know, I kept saying I was recovered, but if I'm being a hundred percent honest, um, last night which would have been like Monday night, right? Because it's Tuesday night, Monday night, Tuesday morning. I, I, when I woke up this morning, my resting heart rate was back where it should have been. So I think it took, it just, it just, took, it just took longer than normal, which, I mean, you said to me, um, because really the whole, the whole stress kind of start kicked off with, with um, Mo's murder and then just kind of escalated through everything, um, you know, Hall of Fame, the event, and it just it just coming, you know, coming off of that just took a little bit. But yeah. it was worth it, was, it.
1: it. It was a lot. And you had a house guest like the whole month building up too, right? Right? Like, I had Rach- a house guest. Rach McBride was yeah. staying with you while they were training Which, out there.
2: That was super easy. They were amazing, they were an amazing guest. But you know, Rach was here and then then the house was full of other people like Jarko was here. Betsy Welch was here for a bit. Heidi and Xander were here. Um, our friend Doug Dennett from Oregon was here. Like, No, he lives in Washington. He's my neighbor. Washington. Sorry, Washington. <laughs> Dang it. Remember we nap. talked at
1: your house. Well, yeah, you went you, t- you took a nap.
2: I did take a nap. Um, that was a glorious nap too. I was, was like, oh, there goes Christy. I think she's going
1: to take her nap. And I was like, I make it until she wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) I need some alone time.
2: But anyway, yes, it was, uh, there was, there was some recovery for Christy Moan. and, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but here we are, we're back, we're back. And we have, I mean, what a great guest to come back to.
1: Yeah. We have Sophia Gibson who I got to hang out with a bunch at Unbound. I'd never hung out with the, um, the, uh, the pirate crew the pirate crew I was like the gravel because we were hanging out at gravel city adventures the night of the hall of fame awards yes um but then I was hanging I saw Heather Jackson in gravel city the next day and I was like oh I want to get an interview because we could put this on the iron woman feed and we could put it on the gravel yeah uh, and and so but she was talking to cam Werf, and I didn't want to be that dork that walked up with my microphone in the middle of a conversation. And so I was like, Sophia was in there. I was like, pretend like you're talking to me so I can like stalk Heather Jackson as soon as they stop this conversation.
2: It worked. And I'm so glad because I it was, well, you knew, I, I was so excited that Heather was here and didn't even get to meet her. Um, but um, I was really fun to hear her on the podcast. So thank you for grabbing Dude, that interview.
1: She's like looking to buy a house in Patagonia. I told her that she should email
2: Patagonia. Yeah. I can help. Well, sort of, I think I'm going to go ahead and get my license down there. So yeah, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what's um, next for you? Where are you? What do you have on the horizon here?
1: Me? What ha- do you mean? Like event wise or life wise?
2: Um, a little bit of both.
1: Um, well, I still have this stupid shoulder issue going on. Yeah. <laughs> my brother is giving me a steroid shot after this. I just got a message that he found some lidocaine. I don't know if that's good or bad i um, gonna find out <laughs> find out so I haven't been able to ride much which is a bummer because there's all there are all these events around here like last weekend Jill back was like are you going to this event and I was like it's like 4,000 feet of climbing and 40 miles I just I can't be like I can't be that tense in my upper body yeah <laughs> for that much so um Yeah, I'm hoping like the next few things I try work with the shoulder and then I'll be the, the only thing I have on my calendar is the last best ride, uh, which should give me a little time if I kind of get everything moving mobile again. Um, And then uh, I'm actually going back to Georgia at the end of July for some friends. They all are birthday. So we're going to do another girl's birthday trip.
2: Yeah. Those get you in trouble.
1: Uh, I don't think I'm going to get another tattoo <laughs> <laughs> at this one,
2: but maybe nice. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. And you're, you've got big trips coming up too.
2: Um, July. well, ground, I'm going to grounded this week. Yeah, anyway. we're going ha- to, well, scout,
1: so. th- it'll be past so we can talk about it yes, next week. Uh, it will be week, in a past
2: by the time this comes out. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I signed up for the 60. We shall see how that goes. Um, but nonetheless, I'm going, um, they, the, the girls just invited me to come up and have fun and I wasn't going to do it because I have so much going on. And then I was like, that's just stupid. So um, it looks like take- it's going to be so fun. It's three and a half hours away. I'm taking the van. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to sneak out Friday morning and I'm just going to enjoy the weekend, um, around some gravel goodness and, um, and not work just ride and relax and have fun around at the gravel scene and then come back. Um, and he- got Allie and blaze's wedding
1: so that i'm excited
2: so i'm excited about that oh my god if
1: i gave you a kitten would you just open your hand with a kitten in it at the start of the no wedding?
2: don't like <laughs> i know ally does
1: <laughs> i told her i was gonna send them a kitten
2: um and then we go to ireland for duffy's wedding so exciting so exciting. And, and that's going to be a little bit longer of a trip. We're going to take 10 or 11 days in Ireland because I mean,
1: you, you have know. to, it's so, I did a trail running trip, like a seven, seven day trail running trip over there, three, three or four years ago. I loved it.
2: Okay. Send me those routes. Cause we're looking for some hikes and stuff to do. And we're going to be in Dublin for a couple of days, but then I told Tim, like looking at the prices in Dublin, we need to get out of Dublin. <laughs>
1: Dublin's this. like a cute little city, but it's definitely like bar party place. You want to go like you want to go definitely down the cliffs of Mohair and like some of the stuff down on the coast. It's so okay. gorgeous. You'll love it.
2: So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And we're looking, um, we're going with um, pre pre-gaming, pre-wedding, pre-gaming with um, Celia and Chris, Celia Santi from Goo and her fiance, Chris, which will be fun. Dublin is a um, good place to do that. Yes, we will be. Well, I meant by pre-gaming. I just meant like we're, we're, we're I know we're going to go to Guinness cause like, Duh. Um, but then like a lot of the other stuff is like we're looking for good hikes and day and day trips and stuff like that to do. So it's gonna be fun. Looking forward That's to awesome.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. There it's like everything that you think of, like that you're like, this is a stereotype of an Irish pub. It's actually true. And it's the most, but there's like not the giant pubs that you go to here. They're just so fun. You're like, this is actually happening. They're dancing an Irish dance in the Irish pub and they're singing and
2: and I'm, 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 I texted Michelle. I was like, can you please tell me that Ireland is a coffee country and not a tea country? And she's like, oh, it's a tea country. And I'm
1: like, oh. I had coffee there. You'll be fine. Yeah. It's, they just eat weird fun. things for breakfast.
2: It's more, lots yeah. Sausages. I know, lots of sausages, but it's going to be, I mean, we're, I'm so looking forward to it. We're going to have a blast. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's exciting. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Um, well, I guess we should like get on the podcast.
2: Yeah. Although, do you
1: remember, I told you that there are people have told me that they like it when we chit chat. They
2: like our banter. <laughs> there they you like go. Our- Ladies and gentlemen, and children of all ages, you just got a, an extensive banter session since we haven't seen each other for a
1: while. <laughs> anyway, we did talk to uh, Sophia Gibson from Gravel Worlds, which is another event that you're going to be at. You're spending a lot of time in Nebraska this summer. And, yeah. Um, hmm. She talks all about the 1000 women at gravel worlds, which hopefully they will have hit by the time this comes out and how she got into gravel and all kinds of cool things. So I really enjoyed this convo. I'm having a little bit of internet issues just to give everybody a warning. Um, So it could, there could be a little bit of a, some delays, but it's worth sticking through just to hear all the great things. Get any of those delays. So anyway, enjoy. Enjoy. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside InsideTracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. InsideTracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. InsideTracker can also calculate your biological age which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age as well as ways to lower your biological age the thing we love most about inside tracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food supplements workouts and other lifestyle choices and did you know that you can use your hsa hra and fsa to buy any inside tracker plan which means you can purchase inside tracker using your tax-free dollars oh and it gets better For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, visit InsideTracker.com slash feisty. That's InsideTracker.com slash feisty.
2: I good. I can't. Oh, there we go. We're recording.
1: I know. Rusty. And you didn't think I could You're find sure. the record button. I
2: didn't. I didn't think you could find the record button. And um, I'm pretty sure you've not gotten any better at pronouncing names. But
1: I know how to pronounce Sophia Gibson's name.
3: There you go. Hi, Sophia, I, said I said it's the an layup. easy one.
1: Yeah, and, and Gibson. <laughs> it's pretty easy, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they they are both pretty easy, yeah. Oh uh, I'm so excited to get you on the
1: podcast, Sophia. We had such a good time um at Unbound while Christy was busy hanging out. So
2: wait, she like, was running she was around like crazy out or what
3: I'm no. confused about you were saying. We were hanging out while you were busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, I would like yeah. see little glimpses of you and then you'd be off to the next place and you were just like the Energizer Bunny just running every <laughs> which way.
2: <laughs> Sophia, was that your first time in Emporia?
3: Yeah, that was actually my first time. It's definitely been on the bucket list for a while. So I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, but it definitely if I did have any expectations, it would have blown them out of the water. So I <laughs> I don't think I've seen that many people on bikes in one place before.
2: Nice.
3: It was, it was a really good time. It was definitely very inspiring. It was pretty fun. Okay. Well, we're going to talk to you, uh, because
1: you work with gravel worlds,
3: which sees a lot of people
1: on bikes for it's not quite as compact as, uh, but before we jump into that, I want to hear, I've heard a little bit before of your story, but tell us about your story and cycling. And I know it has a lot of meaning to you. So yeah, give us your kind of background in cycling.
3: Yeah, so actually, this has been a very recent thing for me. Um, I grew up around my uh, around bikes. Uh, My dad was a professional roadie down in Arizona. And so, you know, that was just part of my life was just seeing him on a bike. Um, He rode his bike every day to work, no matter the weather. He was always riding in shorts and Birkenstocks. Um, So just our house kind of revolved around bikes. And then uh, we came to Nebraska, and he helped start the gravel scene up here. Uh, he helped start Gravel Worlds. He was very uh, at the forefront of every single event uh, you could think of here around the Lincoln area. So in 2017, he was actually hit and killed by a drunk driver while on a sentry ride. And that was a huge pivotal moment of obviously my life, my family's life. Um, but I had a complicated relationships with bikes after that. Cause I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to get on a bike. Uh, I, I had my whole life, but I kind of knew I couldn't live up to what he was on a bike. And I'm very competitive and I always like to be the best at something. And so since he was always going to be the best in the household, Um, I just never even gave it a shot and I didn't really know my potential with it. So about a year after he passed, I decided on a whim to buy a commuter bike. And I was like, I'll give this a shot. You know, I've never really owned a bike before. Let's see what it's like. Um, I absolutely fell in love with it. I took it up to a race in Spearfish, South Dakota. It was the Gold Rush Gravel Grinder. Now it's Pine Island Odyssey. And... I was so inspired by seeing everyone there. And I remember just like something came over me and I told the race or organizer, Perry Jewett, I was like, I'm going to do this next year. And I had never gone out on gravel before. I had never ridden probably more than like two or three miles in my entire life. But there was something inside of me that was like, I want to do this. So I went home. I went on a gravel bite, or gravel ride with a bunch of women uh, from Lincoln and I was hooked. It was like 25 miles. I was in my Lululemon leggings and a tank top on my commuter bike and it was so fun. Uh, I think literally the next day I went and bought a salsa journeyman and the rest is history. So I just absolutely fell in love with it. The bike changed my life. It kind of gave me a connection to my dad that I didn't know that was possible. Um, And also gave me an identity that I never thought I would have. So that's my story. That's so cool. What, what year did you do? Did you, did you end up racing gold rush? Yeah. So I actually just raced gold rush for the first time this past week. Okay. So oh, yeah, wow. it, yeah, it was really, really, really fun. It was beautiful. I'm beautiful used to course. the rolling. It is I'm used to the rolling Hills of Nebraska and there it was like 25 miles of an incline and then 25 miles of downhill so it was very different but it was just so beautiful and did you say what year was it that you went to visit um that was in 2018 so I've been actually to every gold rush um since it started but I that was my first year like that I was inspired to do it Okay.
1: I was there in 2019 with my friend Lauren. She won the two, the women's 200 and whatever it is.
3: No way. Well, we probably crossed. We were paths. there. What a, <laughs> yes. what a small world.
1: There, there were like 12 women there. So <laughs> we were there. We together. definitely saw each other. It was like the <laughs> and, year that it was beautiful, beautiful. And then race day, it was freezing and like it was snowing in some parts and raining oh, and yeah, then beautiful.
3: Yeah. 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 That, you know, that's South Dakota weather for you for sure.
1: Yeah, that's a very um, unknown and gorgeous course. Like I I was so impressed with Spearfish.
3: Yeah, I would rather go and explore like that Black Hills area, South Dakota area, rather than like Colorado, because to me, that area is just so much more beautiful for some reason. Interesting. I love it. Yeah.
1: Sounds like a road trip.
3: Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. It's a must, must see course, must see event.
2: How many athletes
3: are at that event this year? I believe there are about 300, maybe 350, nice. and it's over uh, four distances. So there's a 45 mile, a 70, a 110, and a 210.
1: Yeah, and the 210's pretty. That's pretty small field. It's maybe like yeah. 40 or 50. It's not a big like pounds type field, but I mean, it's obviously- definitely not. Yeah,
3: and it's very much a grassroots event. Um, you know, they don't have like it is now the pine island odyssey they don't have any like title sponsors it is very very grassroots
1: my favorite pit stop ever because i ended up sagging my friend lauren uh i wasn't going nice. to but the weather was so bad that day and i just could tell she needed support out on the course and yeah. one of the support stops is this saloon and it's everything <laughs> you would imagine a saloon to be like you go in oh yeah And there's like bras hanging from the ceiling, hats hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) And this like old woman in the back that you put your order into. And because the 200 was so, a group of us that ended up together all day, like going from stop to stop because everybody was riding together that day. Basically. I think they had 20 some riders. (laughs) So we all ended up tailgating for like two and a half hours at the saloon. (laughs) I'm going to have to wait for a while before I drive to the next stop.
3: (laughs) That's the best thing. You know, like I love being a support for races as well, or just volunteering because you end up making as many or even more memories than you do on the bike. It's I love going to small events like that and just helping out and seeing the whole thing. Yep. That's the thing
2: I miss the most about event weekend here is the checkpoint towns, the support, where the support crews are. It's always such a blast.
3: Yeah. You never know what a small town is going to hold in its little art. Like I absolutely love going around to gravel cities where, you know, here in Lincoln, we have a handful of small towns around obviously Lincoln. Um, and there's always the bar, where there's a guy who comes in there every day and he's drinking his same drink and he makes some comment to the cyclist like small towns are the best
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you guys have
2: been um doing lots of like support crews or support stop activations this year
3: yeah we have yeah so we have a couple of smaller events uh that gravel world helped out with so one of them is the solstice ride that was just this past weekend Uh, we were the first Oasis, I believe. So we just try to make it a party. We stock it with snacks and drinks and bring the stoke. Nice. Um, And actually this this coming week. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and this coming week, we're actually gonna be at Grounded Nebraska. This is their inaugural year. So we'll be out at a checkpoint there this coming Saturday. That's awesome. I'll see you there.
2: So you're going to be at grounded. I'm coming up to grounded. Yeah.
3: Heck so. yeah. Are you racing or are you uh, helping I mean, out? That's a very loose term. <laughs> you're riding. riding. you enjoying riding. the course.
2: I'm the
1: Girls Gone Gravel Instagram account is going to be there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, yeah. Stamina Racing Collective's taking doing a takeover.
2: Oh, nice. I, you know, I was, I was literally, um, signing up this week I was like do I do the 25 or do I do the 60 because I just mm. I just got the all clear to get back on my bike and I just haven't been on that much and you so like I'm,
1: went I'm, out for a 50 mile ride the day after you got the all clear you're fine
2: uh, you no, can do the 60 for, I, I was planning on it but I went out for like 35 realizing oh yeah you're not <laughs> <right."> so <laughs> I I looked at the route and I was like okay worst case scenario there's a little place I could just head north and Cut it short, because I'm not. I'm not gonna have a support crew there. So, um, yeah. So I might. So you have did the to 60. Get, get away back,
1: huh? So you did the sixty. I yeah
2: yeah. You
3: could call bucks. Sophia. She's gonna. Be I know. There. I was just gonna. You I was, gonna was just her gonna phone say, number. Just call me, and I'll just come and grab you wherever you are. But that's we'll not gonna, take that off you're gonna be able. <laughs> you're gonna Although, be able to finish it. <laughs> Although I don't know if
1: you want Sophia to be your support crew because she got stuck by a train in Emporia for like hours. <laughs>
3: I did get stuck behind a train. I went out the Friday before the race and, you know, everyone was sleeping. I wanted to go do something. So I drove out to a rural like country road and watched the sunset on the top of my car. And then I'm trying to leave, you know, it's getting dark and there's a train and it was stopped in front of all roads getting out from where I was. So I had to go like 20 miles out of my way after like trying all of these country roads for like an hour or two finally got oh my out. Gosh. But that was, that was definitely a memory from Emporia.
2: <laughs> Maybe you need my cell phone too. So next time I can help you navigate. <laughs> right.
3: <that. laughs> right. I was like, please, gravel gods, just get me out of
2: here. And the gravel gods were like, sorry, you've got some lessons, so you've got to learn. <laughs> <Keep> yeah.
0: <driving.
1: laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, it's your first time to an Emporia. It's that you haven't been here before.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need some more time out on these roads, okay? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, well, so you've told us a little bit about your, like, your intro into gravel through, through your yeah. dad, which, by the way, your dad was a, an amazing human.
3: Um, Thank you. It's
2: it's crazy to think that that was 2017 because there's a part of it for me that feels like it was a long time ago, but then it also feels so recent.
3: Um, Yeah, that's the same for me, and I think a lot of other people like it's kind of just become how it is. Like you know, Randy's not here anymore. Everyone accepts it. We all miss him, but like there's a new part of life after him, which is weird to say, but it's true. Yeah.
2: Well, and I'm sure he's got to just be incredibly proud of what, of, of how you've kind of picked up the torch and are running with it in your own way. Um, which is exciting to see, um, what moved you from like, you know, writing, like watching him experimenting a bit on your own and then, and then getting fully involved with worlds.
3: Yeah. So I've been at every single gravel world. Since the beginning um I was there when they would take at, take start er, I was there when they would start from a front yard of a farm the yeah. convention the Lancaster event center that one you know I would be there at five thirty a.m 6 a.m watch them all go off and there's you know only a handful you know there's 10 15 20 30 and there was just magic in the air whenever I was there. And then I would go to uh Craig Schmidt. He always had an oasis at his mm-hmm. aunt and uncle's farm. And they would hand out breakfast burritos. So that was where I would head. I would see the start of the race and then I would head out um and help give out burritos. And so that was always one of the best days of the year for me, just seeing all the riders, seeing my dad come through, giving high fives, running along the road with them as he would leave a checkpoint. So gravel worlds was always a huge part of my life. Um, then this past year I was going through a weird transition in life. Um, and it just so happened it was pretty much on like the same month that gravel worlds was happening. And I kind it was kind of serendipitous that I was there kind of at the right time. Um, They needed a lot of help that weekend. And I started by taking over the Instagram account on, I believe that Friday and kind of fueled into, do you want to be at the finish line with us? And, you know, we need a lot of help, um, giving high fives out to the finishers, you know, spraying champions with champagne. I was like, sure, that would actually, I would love to do that. So I was at finish line that whole day. And it was absolutely hands down the best day of my life. And I remember Jason and Corey turned to me and they're like, You're part of the team now. And I just wanted to cry because I'd wanted to do this for so many years. Like being on the Gravel Worlds team was always a huge dream of mine. And I had just seen it come true on the best day of my life. I was <laughs> like, like, This is it. This I've made it in life. I don't care what anybody says. This is the best day. So. Now, this past year, I've taken on the role of outreach coordinator, which we we like to joke that I help give Gravel World's money away. So I work with our charities such as Adventure for All and help their athletes um, get to Lincoln and coordinate their whole week here, um, as well as other events that we hold throughout the year, such as we just started Randy's Ride, which is a ride every year on the – weekend that my dad was killed, um, we kind of finished his route for him. And that's now an official charity ride. So any money that people donate, um, as well as their bike reg fees for that event, it all goes to charities that we approve of such as Adventure for All and Others. It's awesome. It's definitely been a really, really good year. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell you're just glowing
1: when you talk about it. Uh, I that you love the community I know, my, so much. My
3: friends make, yeah, my friends definitely make fun of me. They're like gravel Worlds, Like it's just a bike race. And I'm like, don't you say that it's so much <laughs> more than a bike race and it helps change people's lives. It's changed mine. It's changing others. So. Oh, well, that's,
1: that's fun to hear. Tell us. Okay. I have never been to gravel worlds. I know. I know. I'm next year. I'm putting it on my calendar now, but, uh, If people aren't familiar with Gravel Worlds, there are a lot of things that make that unique. So I want to hear about that. And then we'll talk about the initiative that you all have been full with women as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So this year at Gravel Worlds is going to be a little different. Uh, We are adding, well, we have added a 50K run to our event. So instead of this just being a one day race event, it's now a two day race event. So everything is starting on Wednesday night. Uh, We have kind of our course release, quote unquote, um, event at CycleWorks, which is our partner bike shop. And people can ask questions about the course. They can look at the maps, the physical maps right in front of them. Um, Garmin is our sponsor. And they will be there helping people load the courses onto their garments as well as their just as a presence, um, which is amazing because so many people have so many questions about the course and we'll be able to answer them. Um, Then the next day, Thursday is the first day of our expo. So we have, as of now, around 40 booths at that expo, ranging from um, charities to sponsors like Garmin, um, Lauf, um, Paneracer, um, so many incredible, incredible brands will be there. Then on Friday is the first race day. So on Friday morning it's the 50k run, and there will be a lot of people doing the 50k run. Uh, but also that'll just be the first part of their weekend because we have the double option. So Mid South Bobby Wintle he had the first the original B double. Uh, You run 50k on Friday, and then you race your bike 150 miles the next day on the Saturday. So it's definitely a challenge. It's epic, um, and that's why people do it. So you do the 50k run Friday, and then that afternoon uh, we send off the 300 mile long voyage to race through the night, which is absolutely incredible, um, and all. Friday, we have the second day of the expo as well as some cool, um, experiences. We're going to do a little bike parade for kids. So we're going to have a ton of our, our whole thing is we're the pirate cycling league. Uh, so we're going to have tons of pirate decorations and pirate costume type stuff for the kids to dress up with. Um and we'll do a little parade around the Fallbrook area where the race happens and finish through the finish line. So that'll be super fun for anyone who's coming with families with kids. Um they're not left out and they are very much a pirate at heart and they are included. Um and then on Saturday that is our Huge day! Um, we start off the 150, the 75, and the 50k bike race, as well as welcoming in, welcoming in those 300 milers throughout the day. So it's going to be a huge a weekend. pack day. We're g- yeah, yeah. It's a big weekend. Uh, we'll have bands playing on the stage uh, pretty much all afternoon through the evening on Saturday. It's it's a big part. It's a big, big party. Party. Where did
1: the pirate come from? What's the origin of the? Pirate yeah.
3: Stuff? So. Th- <laughs> yeah. So that was actually Craig Schmidt and another guy here from Lincoln. They came up with the Pirate Cycling League uh, before Gravel Worlds actually existed, and it's kind of just, you know, it's a team for the teamless. It's. A big club of people who love each other and love bikes and we we really take the pirate theme seriously so all of our awards for gravel worlds are pirate themed uh the three top champs for gravel worlds 150 they get an actual pirate sword so we take it extremely seriously.
1: (laughs) And you were saying a gravel uh, or a a balance, like you ship the sword to them because they can't take it on the plane.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think it was Lauren DC last year. She's like, "Um, do I take this on the plane? I don't think I can like actually take a weapon onto the plane. So yes, we do ship the swords, um, but it's it's really fun.
2: (laughs) I love that. I, uh, it's one of my prized possessions cause I have one of the, the champion's jerseys back when you were allowed to do the stripes. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So that thing will go nowhere. It will stay with me. Take eternity. good care
3: of that. Cause that's never come back.
2: I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a,
3: yeah. It's a good one. And actually for the runners this year, they each get like a, all the finishers get a pirate coin so instead of like a typical metal it's going to be like a pirate booty so again we take it very seriously (laughs) I I love that I also find that it's really funny that you
1: came up with a pirate theme in Nebraska
3: well (laughs) so the idea kind of behind it was we have these rolling hills that go for miles and miles and miles and they kind of look like waves on a sea in a way and so we call the areas around Lincoln the gravel seas. So again, with a the pirate theme. It's better
1: than it's- like the corn husker.
3: Oh, isn't the corn huskers? Aren't they one of those schools? It's better than corn Yep. Heads. Exactly, we have, have enough of that with UNL here, so we, we had to break away from that a little bit. I'm like Catherine's Catherine's searching
2: for hate mail for
3: Nebraska right now. I'm like, what are you
2: doing?
1: I dated a guy in Nebraska for a while. I spent some time that
3: doesn't there. Doesn't give you that. Oh, I'm sorry. To I'm to make fun of the Cornhuskers. Off camera, off camera, but the men here suck. He was. Oh, there boy. are some
1: stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's beautiful up there. Um, and it was a cool little town. But...
3: Well, you'll we'll, you'll have to come back and you'll get your good Lincoln fix this next time the world. We'll we'll show you what Lincolns really like.
2: Twenty twenty three is the year. My yes. favorite um checkpoint town up there is Malcolm. I, I, I just love Malcolm. I don't know why. Malcolm
3: but, is yeah. awesome. Well they have the cool uh convenience general store. Yeah. Yeah. And the people who work there, that is their best day of the year because they love everybody coming in and asking, where are you from? What country are you from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big day for and them. And I think
2: it came like the, I've been up there, I don't even know how many times I've been to Gravel Worlds, but um, there was one year I went and I was there supporting Tim or just there in case he needed picked up. Um, and I rode around in a truck with Matt Gersib.
3: And that's awesome.
2: Yeah. That was just absolutely the best. Like it it was, it was so much fun. Matt and I had a blast and we got to, we got to Malcolm and he was telling me, you know, like his, all of his stories of growing up there. And I just was like, this is, this is the best part about the the gravel scene when you're getting in on these grassroots events and um, that they've all been built by people that live in these communities So you end up getting to see like the very best of what is out there, the very best roads, the very best little, the little hidden gems like the Malcolm convenience store, just like all those little bits and pieces. And it's so fun to get to, to experience, experience a community and a route through people that live there through their eyes. Um, Yeah. And I think it's in a weird way, even for me, like it, it helps, it helps me, Um, have a new appreciation each and every year for my hometown because I get to see it I get to see it through visitors eyes and so you know I just I think that that's one of the cool things about these gravel events is that you do get to see the best the you know we we get to put our best foot forward and and show off these routes but but uh, Matt was a great tour guide for the Lincoln yeah
3: I think that's something that's so unique about the gravel scene is like, we feel so passionate about these roads. You know, we spend so Mm -hmm. much time out on them. We have so many good (laughs) memories out there with our people. And so all we want to do thats you know, that's where gravel worlds came from was wanting to share these beautiful towns, these beautiful people, these beautiful roads with the world. And we just feel so lucky to be able to ride on these roads and also now share it with the world because we know how cool this is. And when people think of Nebraska, they probably don't think about the roads that we're going to take them on at Gravel Worlds. You know, they think of I-80 where it's just straight all the way through and all you're seeing is corn and maybe a couple cows and a few barns, but then you get a few miles off I-80 and there are these incredible roads and incredible people. And it just, I promise if you come to Nebraska it's not going to be lame. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the best marketing line ever. I promise if you come it's not going to be lame. Not going to be lame. I think,
2: I think Nebraska has like some sort of marketing campaign around that, don't they? Like
3: <laughs> it's not lame. So our <laughs> our slogan like, is actually we're not for every so Nebraska not for everyone. Yes.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I have a my well, my sister in law is from Nebraska, so we like to give we like to give her shit. So yeah. she ran for she ran the eight hundred for um, University of Nebraska. Oh yeah, so she's she's legit. Yeah. Since hate Mel to
1: Christie for giving nope. her sister in law shit. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Sophia, tell you all have been doing some. Uh, had some big initiatives for women this year, uh, including you're 23 people away as of the recording of this podcast from having a thousand women signed up. Uh, and that's across the distances, right?
3: Yes. Yes. It's across all distances. And it also includes a handful of volunteers. Um, so Christy laid the foundation a few years back with the 200 women riding 200 miles. So we were so inspired by that and thought, you know, we want to be a place that people feel welcome to come to and where they feel seen and they feel included. So we thought, you know, why not set this huge goal of having a thousand women at Gravel Worlds? And I personally, like, I look at a thousand and that's a big, big number. Um, Honestly, last year at Gravel Worlds with so. Last year, Gravel Worlds 2021, it was the week that Delta was spiking for COVID. So we ended up not even having 1,000 riders present at Gravel Worlds. It was right around that 1,000 mark. So to have 1,000 women here is just astronomical. Um, but we knew it needed to happen. We knew it needed to be a place for people to come and share their love for gravel um, and for the gravel family. So now, through word of mouth, uh, we now have close to a thousand women. We're, as you said, 23 away. Um, that includes runners, that includes every single distance of the bike race, and that also includes volunteers because truly without volunteers, events would not exist. Um, they are the backbone of Gravel Worlds, and we are so thankful for them. So they are definitely counted.
1: I love that. Tell us a little bit about the work it took to get to a thousand women because you all have been working hard on this initiative.
3: Yeah. So honestly, we have relied so much on just people sharing their stories of how Gravel Worlds has changed their lives, how being on a bike has changed their lives. Um, and so honestly, this has been a ton of work through you know social media people sharing these posts um people sharing we have a I am 1 campaign so if you're doing gravel world send us a photo um and we will put a little font over it that says I am 1 uh and people have shared that across all forms of social media and then their friends see it and they say hey what's this gravel world thing I've never heard of it and there's actually been so many women who haven't ridden a bike before but they also have never had a place that they feel included in and so they're like sure I'll start riding a bike and I'll do gravel worlds so it's honestly been the community has made this happen Mm -hmm. and that's the most beautiful thing I think it's awesome I can't wait to see it it's going to be huge just like seeing the picture of like all of these women in one place sharing their passion is just going to be indescribable
1: Man, I'm really bummed. I'm, I'm excited to go to last best ride. Just I'm not that bummed um, <laughs> <laughs> same weekends. Um, and then you all just announced that you are going to have a um, separate start, but not that separate for yeah. female pro field. So tell us how that yeah. came about. Cause that has been very hotly debated over the last year. It
3: has been. Yeah. And actually, so Corey, Jason, and I sat down on Zoom with a handful of uh, female pro riders. I, I want to say it was actually last October that this happened. And we sat down with them and we said, hey, you know, we know this is important. We know that there are so many opinions on it. We want to hear from you on, you know, what do you think would work? Um, and the consensus was any woman going for the win can start at start line all together. um, And everyone's going to roll out together. So there's not going to be, you know, the women go and then the men go. Um, It's going to be women in the front. And then there's going to be a physical barrier of like an ATV type vehicle um, between the women and the front men. And that'll allow. So it'll be all through the neutral rollout. Um, And then on the, additional mile after the neutral rollout um, then that ATV vehicle will be pulled. So the women will be able to make moves with each other before the men come. Um, And the most important part is that this will not be affecting the experience of 99% of the riders who will be behind them. Um, You know, it's not just a race for the pros, it's a race for everybody. Um, But this will just allow the top women who are going for that win to start to make positions um, by themselves.
2: I'm anxious, but excited to see how this plays out for you guys, just cause you know, we're mm-hmm. always talking about it. Um, we had that, um, we, well, there was that one big call with the, with the, so many of the pro women last year. And, you know, ultimately it kind of, it didn't really move the needle much, but um, after this year's Unbound, you know, some of the calls that came out, it's like, you know, obviously looking at it and watching to see, are there ways to improve the experience? How do we protect the integrity of the event for so many other people that aren't, that aren't
3: in that pointy end, so to speak. So um, just obviously like we want to make this experience where if you're going for the win and you think this can help you be at the front.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's obviously a lot
3: of pieces to figure out to it, but
1: I do see when we talk about this, and if you haven't ever watched one of the races unfold, the men are always riding together. Now, do yes. they say they haven't planned that beforehand? They just will it happen as the race unfolds, but they're always riding together. And you typically see the woman either riding alone or riding with groups.
3: Yes, because exactly
1: just get separated too much at the start from yeah. each other. So it's like, I was actually a former world tour pro that she's moved over to, um, gravel. And she was asking me some questions about unbound. And I was like, the women don't ride to get like, there's not a strategy. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's just like they, the guys do and the women don't. And so right. anyway, it, it's just, it's interesting how it's going to unfold and what makes a good experience. And, and especially. For better or worse, there's a lot of money on the line from your sponsors, your brands, everything these days. And and, you know, gravel wins.
3: We're going to pause. You know, if this doesn't work, we'll, we will make changes. This is new for us. This is new for everybody. So we thought, why not give it a chance? See if it works. See if, you know, people, if it goes over well, um, and if not, then we'll make changes here, there, we may pull it. It's, you know, definitely an option, but that's what we're doing this year. And we're going to see how it goes.
1: Sorry for this weird look on my face. My dog is, well, I won't say what, I won't say what just happened on the
3: podcast. (laughs) Good. I was like, was that a bad answer? No, it's,
1: I won't say what just happened on the podcast. (laughs) I need to wash my hands in a moment. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Oh, Bell's always like the third podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) And also on top of, you know, the women starting first, it's also a big moment with the thousand women of gravel um, initiative. It's also a big statement of, Hey, you know, there are a lot of women here and they're racing and it's an incredible moment for everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the thing is like, you don't want to take away from that pointy end, from everybody else, like most of the field, right. it's fun to watch, right. but it's, they don't care that much.
3: Um, right, and that's but, what makes gravel so cool, was there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm riding the same roads as, you know, John Borslam and I'm riding the same roads as Allison Tetrick, as Lauren DC, like I am riding these same roads and that's so cool because you can't really find that in any other type of race. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think Lauren's coming back this year, right? She's, she like is, yeah, she's
3: going for the, yep. She's going to try and defend her title two years in a row.
1: Awesome. Do you know what other women are planning to be there? Who other? Else? So,
3: uh, Christy Tracy, uh, she was planning on trying to come back for the 300. Uh, she unfortunately had an injury and she is not able to come. Uh, we have a ton of other women. I'm trying to think of who we have coming. Um, we have Holly Matthews, we have Paige Peters. We have, um, I'm trying to think, I know them by like their Instagram names. So yeah. I'm like trying to translate <laughs> their Instagram names to, like actual names. Um, yeah, we have a lot of incredible women coming this yeah. year.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll be excited to see it. It will all come out on Instagram the weeks before. So, um, Oh yes. Awesome. Well, if people want to follow you or, uh, or they want to follow gravel worlds, like where can we send them to, to find you all? To find yes. you?
3: So you can find us at gravel worlds, um, Instagram, and we also have a good presence on Facebook. Um, personally, you can find me, uh, my handle on Instagram is Sophia Sedona, uh, Sophia S O F I A. A lot of people think it's P H, but I have that. Super original SOFIA. Um, and then I'm also the co-host of the Gravel Family Podcast. So you can find me there every Monday.
2: Nice.
1: Well, if you're looking for another Gravel Podcast, head on over to the Gravel Family Podcast on Monday. So you can listen to us on Tuesdays. Boom, boom. Cool Gravel back week. to back. Back yeah. to back, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, Sophia.
3: All right. Thank you guys so much.